Welcome back. Good to have you. Joe Michael Show continues on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends out of Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Riding season is going to be here sooner than you think. you got to be prepared. Go to WISHD.com. Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, just south of 94, right behind the Dockhound Stadium. Again, go to Harley-Davidson. WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Dot com. Give us a shout uh, if you choose to do so. And uh, talking now to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, joining us on the hotline. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? We're doing good. So how many times have you looked at, broken down, rebroken down, looked at trade possibilities, non-trade possibilities, pre-June 1st, post-June 1st, and all the other stuff regarding Aaron Rodgers' contract? I would guess probably as many times as uh, any, anybody else on uh, the planet. You know, with obviously with the work I do with the salary cap and contracts and trade values and all those things, uh, I, I think I have a pretty good grasp on Aaron Rodgers' situation. So you tell me what what exactly if if they decide because there's all the talk today about whether or not he's going to be traded away and who he's going to go to. So you tell me what ramifications there are if the Packers do indeed trade him. Yeah, so they would be left with a $40.3 million dead cap charge, which would be the second largest uh, behind Matt Ryan this past offseason by a couple hundred thousand dollars. But the very interesting thing here with the way that Rodgers' contract is structured is that number actually increases. If they keep him on the roster one more year, it would then balloon about $68 million because this, this, this option he has, the option bonus in his contract for this upcoming season of about $58.3 million dollars, if they exercise it, it gets prorated and pushed out over the next couple of years of the deal. Um, but then, of course, if he retires or leaves or whatever after this upcoming season, um, that would all become dead cap. So this is the offseason. If they wanted to make a trade, um, this is the offseason to do it. So, okay, let's say they don't. Let's say they say, nope, we're going to run this legacy thing through. What are the ramifications if they keep him? Yeah, so then at that point, they would go ahead and exercise that option, which, which converts that $58 million from, from a, a salary into the bonus. They can push it out over the rest of the cap. Um, his cap number in 2023 would be just about $31 million, um, You know, not a huge number when you're considering he's making about $60 million in cash on the year. Um, and, and then basically – you're essentially saying, hey, we're going all in. Like you said, we're completing this legacy. We're not doing the Brett Favre rally. We want to see this all the way through. And I think where it gets interesting is you probably then decline the fifth-year option on Jordan Love. You know, I don't know if you were going to exercise it regardless, but I think you're more likely to then decline it. And you're essentially saying, you know, 2024 and 2025 are probably us just gutting this roster and overhauling it and getting younger um, and, and cheaper pretty much across the board. Is this the only year then basically you're able to run it back? Yeah, I mean, you could try in 2024 again, but at that point it's, you know, A, Rodgers himself, you know, who knows, obviously back-to-back MVP, still a good player, but maybe, you know, at 41 years old you start to see some signs of decline. But then also by 2024, I mean, we're talking about Preston Williams, David Bakhtiari, a lot of the guys in the secondary, like really any player, Devondre Campbell, you know, Aaron Jones, like, like so many of the current important impact players are probably either not going to be there or not going to be, you know, high impact players. And then you're just counting on growth from young guys, which look, they always get. They're obviously one of the better drafting teams in the NFL. And they do have some young talent in the fold, especially with the extra draft capital from trading away Devontae Adams. But, you know, we're, we're talking about a team that we might not even recognize at a lot of key spots outside of the obvious names 
like Jerry Alexander, Rashawn Gary, and so on and so forth. So if you were the general manager of this team, without a doubt, you would be trading Aaron Rodgers away this year, this offseason. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a tough question. I, I think I would very strongly consider it. Um, I, I think the thing here that's interesting to me is where the value on this trade is actually going to come in and, and whether that is the impediment that, that stops this from happening because, you know, everyone's going to mention the Russell Wilson trade or, or any other number of quarterback trades in recent years. But the thing is, no one made a trade for a 39-year-old going to be 40-year-old that is owed $60 million next year and might walk away after that, right? Like, you might be trading right. for a one-year $60 million contract, and as bad as Russell Wilson was, um, you know, at least with him, it's, hey, this is a three- to five-year endeavor. You know, worst-case scenario, it's a three-year endeavor. It looks like we're maybe in a worst-case scenario. But that's the tough part for me is we're seeing now they want two firsts and all those things that – Look, I projected the trade at two first as well when I, when I you know, put that out there a couple months ago. But I, it's going to be scary for some teams if they, if they have to deal with this year-to-year commitment thing where Rodgers flirts with retirement. That's a scary proposition if you're going to give up this much capital um, to go get him and not know anything beyond 2023. See, that's what I've been saying is that why in the world, if I'm a team, am I giving up two ones or, or two ones and a two and current play? Why, why am I doing that for a guy that's not even sure if he's coming back this season? You know what I mean? And then no, I, it take because yeah, yeah. his his argument has been forever that he's got to get on the same page with people. So you're looking for him to come pack, come in and make an impact right now as opposed to, well, I got to get on the same page. I need to trust these guys. I need to do this. And he, well, it's like, are you kidding me? Why would I do that? Why would I give up that much? No, it's a very good point. Um, you know, about the chemistry and developing, you know, the trust and all those things. You're right. He kind of says those things, you know, in, in a way to help get his friends on the roster and stuff like that. But if you're in another team, you again, it's kind of a red flag. Okay, so are you saying that? the first year in the system maybe isn't going to go that well. And all I'm guaranteed of is the first year in the system like we're talking about. And anything beyond that is really up to, you know, up to his uh, decision. So I think that is where, for me, maybe the market is not going to be as robust as people think. You know, I would, the name we're, of course, hearing over and over again right now is the New York Jets. And I do think they're the perfect market, so to speak, uh, because they've just flunked twice on the early draft pick route. They, they're probably so inclined to go the veteran route give their fans something to cheer for, and they have a good young team everywhere else, then I think you drop Rodgers on this roster, and they should be a playoff team right away. But it's still, you know, it, it, it still is. It carries a lot of downside risk, no question. Yeah, I uh, I still, uh, for whatever reason, I get the sense that the Packers want him back. They want to run it back one more time. Uh, but I just don't know what the ramifications will be by the time Jordan Love actually takes over what kind of a team they're actually going to have. Because at that point in time, I get the sense that you're not reloading, you're rebuilding at that point, right? Yeah, no, it, it definitely, you know, when you're not paying that quarterback top dollar, you still do have to, you know, make some decisions and figure some things out. But because of their approach specifically, where you're always making – you know, eight plus draft picks a year. You have all those surplus value guys that are going to play on those rookie deals and, and give you important snaps. We already saw it this year. Some guys like Zach Tom that can maybe fill in going forward. Obviously, the first round picks. You know, Quay Walker needs to obviously clean up some, some some issues outside of football, but I think is going to be a very good young player. Um, you know, we'll see about Devontae Wyatt and so on and so forth. But yeah, it, it's not going to be some colossal multi-year teardown rebuild. If you get rid of Rodgers and, and, and hand the reins to love, 
um, and, and then try to add to that because you then, you know, moved on from Devontae Adams before a big payday and, and, and gave Rodgers the one-year big payday, but then got out relatively clean. It, it, it kickstarts the rebuild very much quicker than if you kept them aboard one more year. So, okay, here, here's my next question. So if the Packers, if the Packers knew this deal was going to be this, then why did they do it? I'll tell you, it's, you know, uh, it's it, the, the funny thing is it gets reported as a three-year, $150 million new contract. And realistically, it was like a two-year, $124 million extension. Like, if you really broke it down the same way we break down every other deal, it, it's an astronomical contract. He basically was owed $50 million over two years, and now he's owed 150 over three. So you could also say you characterize it as a one-year, $100 million deal where you fully guarantee everything. I mean – you know, uh, it's a great question. For me, I kept saying, and now I don't know if I believe this because he looked good against Philadelphia and all those things, but to me it was, okay, they clearly cannot think Jordan Love is very good. They cannot like what they see in practice because that is, it has to be a factor into why they were leveraged so strong by Rodgers and his camp into this deal. Um, you know, I don't think that's the case anymore, or you know, at least it doesn't sound like it is, but yeah, trust me, I was trying to poke holes and ask questions it is one of the strongest deals for a player we've seen in a long time. You know, coming off the back-to-back MVP, all those things. He he used every bit of leverage he had at his disposal and did very, very well for himself. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, I get the fact that they wanted to make sure he was happy and there's a legacy tied to this. I understand all of that. But the, the, first of all, I have not heard anything other than the Peter King write-up that would even suggest the the two ones. It doesn't sound like the Packers are talking, so to speak, like they're saying, hey, we're actively shopping him. It just sounds like a lot of speculation on a lot of people's parts at this point, right? It does, although I did see there was a report, you know, Adam Schefter saying that they're going to be open to moving him. They would prefer an AFC team over an NFC team. Like, I think we're hearing just a little bit of rumbling, you know, of, hey, it's possible. But, again, as you know all too well, it could be nothing. It could be people just searching for off-season storylines. I highly doubt they're shopping him. Um, I think it would have to be a mutual thing where they both agree to part ways. And by my count, I, I would imagine he hasn't even told them what he, what he wants to do going forward, whether that's play football, play football in Green Bay, or play football elsewhere. But the thing that's interesting is, you know, you mentioned the June 1 and all that when I first came on, and I get asked all those questions. Look, with a franchise quarterback, particularly one of Aaron Rodgers' caliber on his contract, this is going to get figured out before the league year begins. There is no June 1. There's none of that. This will be done by March you know, 13th at the latest. And so that's why I think maybe we're hearing about it right now because there's about a month-long window for this to get done. So, but the ramifications are if you trade him prior to June 1st, there's a whole lot of money that's owed. So, yes. So, you know, the $40 million dead cap, like I mentioned. But, it, look, it, no team is going to wait until June 2nd to have their quarterback, you know, on their roster. You have you need to know what you're going to do in free agency, in the draft, how you're going to allocate your resources, how you're going to, you know, budget your cap. Like, there, it's just, it's just not a reality. I got asked that last year with Matt Ryan as well. Oh, but if they wait until June 2nd, then they can do yada, yada, yada. Yeah, no, no team is going to wait to trade for Aaron Rodgers until June 2nd. He, if he's getting traded, it will be before March 13th or, or on March 13th. That's the other question, because if if you do it prior to that, then you have that huge salary hit, and and you may get something back. You may get in one. I mean, who knows? But, you know, but you're also starting the, the salary year, the business year, $40 million less when everybody else is at like $225 million. You're at $185 million. You know, you, you, you yeah. all of a sudden have to start doing some backtracking. 
No doubt about it. And this is why, you know, we, we hear, especially, you know, in my, in my role, you know, fans say, oh, you know, look at the Rams, look at these teams, look at the Saints. Like, the cap's fake. You can do whatever the heck you want. There's no ramifications. All these teams do it, and it never matters. And then, no, it does. Uh, it's a credit card. It is a, it's a salary cap is a credit card. Eventually, the bill comes due, and eventually you're going to have to deal with that. And that's why the Atlanta Falcons have been awful for two years. That's why the Saints have missed the playoffs for two years and are probably still going to stink for a couple more years. Um, that's why the Rams are in a precarious situation right now as well. You can get away with it for a couple years, or if you, you know, Philadelphia, if you if you fall into Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, that is kind of the the true way to, to find your way through it um, is to have you know one of the cheapest quarterbacks in the NFL um, and, and enable you to kind of balance your budget elsewhere. But yeah, no, that this this is what you sign up for when you keep pushing caps down the line and, and just you know kind of going all in, so to speak, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like you said, you start $40 million behind, um, you know, what, 15% of the entire year's cap um, is already gone to someone not on the roster, and, and that's where you're at. But I still go back to something you said, and I think it's where I'm at as well, and I don't think people, uh, as many people are there, but it's whether or not you believe Jordan Love is the real deal. Because if you don't, and we have seen two series in Philadelphia that looked good, total of nine passes, and then we saw a game against Kansas City last year in which he played an entire game and looked terrible, and then a half against Detroit that he played at the end of the season last year, knew he was going to play, and still did not look good. If you believe Jordan Love's a real deal, then you can go ahead and make this deal. But if you, if you have any questions and you don't think he's the real deal and you've invested all this time in him and you're not even ready to make a decision on him yet – I just can't see the Packers going, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of Aaron Rodgers and take our last legitimate shot at winning a championship for the next year, throw it away, we'll throw the cap to the wind, the next two, three years with Jordan Love are going to be terrible anyway, and we're going back into anonymity. I just I, I can't imagine they're going to do that. Right, and that's where I came back to. is like I'm not trying to make assumptions or you know know what's going on in practice or in training camp or whatever, but that's just where your mind has to wander to based on how they've played this, you know, the last couple off seasons. So in a way you also, if they do pull the trigger could say, okay, you know what? Maybe love took that leap in the third year and started to look really good. And the game's slowing down for him. He's, you know, identifying coverages better and, you know, sounds like he has a better grasp of the playbook and opposing defenses and all these things. You could probably tell yourself, okay, that's probably the case if they do pull the trigger on a trade. But like you said, if they're not there and don't feel that way, yeah, they're, they're basically just giving up on 2023 if they do move on from Rodgers because they're not going to get another quarterback in the building. Um, and at that point, you know, if he's not good enough to kind of overcome some of the you know weak spots on the roster, um, it, it could be an ugly season again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Brad, I appreciate it as always, man. Thanks so much for kind of breaking it down and making a little bit more sense out of it, okay? Of course. Yeah, you've got one. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, PFF underscore Brad. PFF underscore Brad. He does this for a living. He also is part of OverTheCap.com. So you can read that stuff there. But, uh, again, PFF underscore Brad and hit him up. So if you believe Jordan Love is the real deal, then, as he says, if you really think he's the real deal, then you go ahead and make the deal. You go ahead and say, Aaron, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're thinking about, you know, and then go ahead. If not, you run it back for one more year. After that, things begin to get lean. Things begin to get lean. And I'll say this, and you don't have, um, you'll have my, you know, respect, so to speak, I guess. But for people that were screaming last year, it's time to trade, it's time to trade, it's time to trade, time to get rid of them, blah, blah, blah. You know, if next year 
is not a success, probably have to look at all you people and go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Hindsight being what it is, for people that were screaming last year saying time to trade, you might be right. 877-867-1670. Good stuff from Brad Spielberger. 877-867-1670. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends uh, over there. Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. Now, she can help you with a lot of your real estate needs. And whether you're looking to buy or sell or invest in a property, you can follow her on Facebook. Check her out via email. Lisa Moves WI at gmail.com. Get a hold of her. Lisa Moves WI at gmail.com. Or just simply call uh, anywhere in the uh, in the state, but call her 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. They work with VA loans, also a certified condo specialist. So she can do a lot of different things and try to help you out. And if she can't, she'll refer to people who can. But she does great work. 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. They do fantastic work here in the state of Wisconsin. And, again, specialize in VA loans, condo specialists, whether it's investment properties, buying, selling, whatever you need. Again, call 414-617-6798. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And uh, tomorrow night, the uh, Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Uh, Six to eight tomorrow night. Don't forget about it. Don't forget on Friday, if you're out in the Grafton area uh, coming up on Friday, we're going to do a lunch party. Uh, Obviously, the show is on, you know, uh, live during lunch. So uh, come on out. Doors open up at 11. And we're on the air until 2 o'clock out there. We're going to be hanging out. uh, We're going on the air at 10, but we're going to be out there at 11. Uh, The doors open up at 11. And uh, come on by and get registered for the big screen TV we're giving away. Our friends at Bud Light giving a bunch of different uh, tchotchke stuff away. So should be a lot of fun coming up this coming uh, Friday uh, in Grafton. The show is going to be live, and we're going to be hanging out there from 11 to 2. And uh, don't forget, Wednesday night we're going to do New Berlin Alehouse. Uh, Foxes a week from Wednesday. Foxes Pub for the uh, last Bill Michaels huddle of the season. And then a week from Friday, we're going to be at Stoley's Hog Alley, the newly renovated Stoley's Hog Alley coming up out there as well. So four shows live coming up in the next two weeks. And then after that, off to uh, off to Arizona we go. We're going to be out there for an entire week of live broadcasts from Super Bowl and Radio Row. Really looking forward to it. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. So what did you get out of that conversation? What did you get out of that conversation? I think this might be... What I've been saying for a while now, and Joe hits me up over on Twitter and says it. He said, look, the bottom line is this. If Rodgers is all in, training camp, OTAs, working with the young guys, I'm keeping him. And if he's not, I'm trading him away. That's that's exactly what I said. I said, you're going to give him time. 
you're you're going to give them time, and then you're going to fly out to wherever he's at. And you're going to say, "Hey, what you thinking?" And say, "Look, there's a boatload of money on the line here. There's legacy on the line here. There's a lot of decisions to be made here. This is what we want. This is what we want. We want to know what's happening in your head. What are you thinking?" And if he says, you know, I, I don't know, you know, well, I'd like to see Cobb come back and Cobb can work with the young guys and this and that and say, look, for the investment we have, for what we've done together, you're coming towards the, the end of your career, whenever that may be, this year, next year, three years, four years down the road, but we all know the end is coming, right? We see that light now down the track. We want to make this the most, but we, if we're going to go all in, you got to go all in. And if he says, well, you know, I want to go do this and I want to go do that, and then I'll come into camp and say, Aaron, you made my decision. Thanks. Appreciate it. And you trade him away. I would I would 100% agree with that. 100%. But there is a lot of churning speculation as to what he's going to do. By the way, hit us up over on Twitter, and it is staying pretty pretty trendy. We are We still have 22 hours left of this. But if you find me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, and retweet it out, okay, so your friends get in on this too, uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, 824 votes cast. Uh, you either want to keep Rodgers or trade Rodgers right now. Just take money and everything else out of it. Keep Rodgers or trade Rodgers, what would you do? 76% of you, surprisingly to me, say trade them. 24% say keep them. That's a, that's a large number. And you know me, so if somebody looks at this and says, hey, Bill Michaels is trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, no, I've been on the side of keeping him. You obviously don't listen to the program. Um, this is from Mark who said, uh, there's a guy that breaks down Jordan Love's appearances. Have you seen this? He has got a newsletter, and he looked at all of Jordan Love's passes and says Jordan Love is ready to play. Seriously? Jordan Love had nine passes in the game against Philadelphia, if that's what you're talking about. Yes, I've seen it. Nine passes. Nine. Did he go go back and break down the game against Kansas City last year or the second half that he played against Detroit? No, you looked at nine passes. He looked pretty good. I admit that. But don't act like nine passes are a career. Stop it. Isn't this great? Yeah, it's just... Can't you just not wait for, for Brewers baseball? Uh, yeah, actually I can. I'm, I'm looking for... You know what I'm looking forward to? Uh, o- over the next month, I am looking forward to uh, our Super Bowl broadcasts. I am looking forward, forward to the a- NFC and AFC Championship. I'm looking forward to... Uh, post-NBA All-Star break, and I'm really looking forward to college basketball heating up and getting into March Madness. I think we're. I think somebody had texted me today and said we're like six weeks away from Selection Sunday, and I'm excited about that. You've got three teams in the area that are vying for the tournament, which is awesome. We haven't had that in a long, long time. And then, obviously, Brewers baseball. And we are probably going to head back out to Arizona uh, for a few days during training this year and try to see what the Brewers are up to. And, you know, I, all of that, by, you know, you would figure by March, 
you know, before the Brewers start the regular season, we'll know what's going on in Green Bay. We should understand. We should know that by now. So we'll get through February, and all this is going to swirl and continue on, and and rumors and, and little quips are going to fall out, and reports are going to be that he's on a mountaintop somewhere praying to the Dalai Lama with ayahuasca and a million hands and and all that. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, Aaron Rodgers does. I, I don't know. I don't follow him around, but all of that stuff we're going to hear about, and it's just it's 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 going to be on the daily, and you just ah, you know we've been used to it now for how many off seasons. 877-867-1670, uh, We're coming up shortly on the Pat McAfee Show, by the way. Coming up here in about 40 minutes when Aaron Rodgers makes his appearance. Can't wait. And, I, you know, I, th- they're speculating. What are you going to hear? All the talk and this. And, you know, it's there. It's there. You know, I mean, is there something we want to hear? Yeah, you know. I've said all along, I want to hear him say, you know what? I feel really good. I'm body-wise. Still not sure exactly what I want to do. I'm really kind of enjoying just the downtime and taking it easy and not thinking too hard about football right now. But I'll get back at it in a couple weeks and and go from there. That's all I'm looking for. I know there's other people out there that are holding their breath on this thing like, oh, 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 come on, Aaron, got to give it to us. Got to come. You know, I'd love to hear him say, you know what? All the speculation I'm going to enter right now, I'm coming back. I'm committed. I'm ready to go. That's what I'd love to hear. But you're not going to hear that. You know, they're not. They're not going to. You know, they're not going to say that. He's oh, he's not going to say that. Going to take some shots at the big Jays. He he, yeah, little, he'll. Oh, don't listen to the media. He's going to. Yeah, that's here. It comes. He's going to tell you. He's going to take a shot at Schefter. Maybe a shot at Peter King. He he was never a huge Peter King fan to begin with, only because Peter King was Aaron Rodgers' guy. Or uh, was Brett Favre's guy. Um, I mean, he gave Peter respect, but there was a couple of guys he just wasn't fan, a fan of. Throw Florio but, um, in there just for fun. Yeah, throw Florio in there. So there's a couple guys he wasn't a big fan of. But, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, you're right. Chris says, can't wait for Thin Mints. Oh, damn straight. We're into that season, too. Right? Oh, 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 oh damn straight. Damn straight. Forgot about that. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Speaking of good stuff, uh, coming up this weekend, I'm actually heading back down. We got a dinner on Saturday night down at uh, Calderon Club. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that our buddy Joe Martino, Joe Martino, uh, he's gone through a few things lately. He was ill for a while and had some family stuff going on. Hoping to see Joe down there, Joe from Point Brewing in, uh, in Stevens Point. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's always a gathering place. I said last time I was down there, Vin Baker came walking through the door. Every time you go there, it's like a who's who. But uh, the food is outstanding. The best Italian food you're ever, ever going to put in your mouth. As a matter of fact, find the, uh, the the Wisconsin foodie show that just aired on PBS, a whole thing on San Giorgio, the Napoletana Pizzeria, a whole of, of show on what exactly it is. It's fantastic. And it's what I've been saying for a long time about how special the place is and how special the people are. So check it out. Calderon Club, San Giorgio, Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, right across the street from the Hyatt. If you're coming into town for a Bucks game, a, uh, a UWM game, a Marquette game, an Admirals game, or you just want a great night out and you're in, in the city, a terrific place to have Italian food. And they pair a lot of my specials up with Cider Boys 
uh, down there from Point Brewing. And again, say hi to Joe Martino and wish him the best. He's got a lot going on too. So can't for can't forget about our good guy Joe. Uh, we're gonna step out, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on it's been a hell of a day today and really what's really cool about this has been driven by you uh you know we came in with just a bunch of scattered stuff and then uh you guys and girls have taken it over and the question from our buddy up in door county um i think it was door county if, if i'm making i think i'm making a mistake there to be honest with you um but basically saying hey look uh you know you find out if people really want rogers back to begin with Yes or no? Give us a shot. So that's what I did. I threw it out there, and it's kind of gone wild. Kind of gone wild. So, um, you know, I think it was Tom. Tom up in Door County. Yeah, Tom said put it out there. So that's what we did. So anyway, uh, if you are chiming in for the uh, first time today, or if you want to make your voice heard, you can. Uh, all you got to do is uh, go to Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. You can follow me there or, or over on the Facebook fan page and find us there. And, uh, and you know, kind of let us know what you think. I, You know my opinion. I'm keeping Rodgers, and I want to run it back and pick up a couple of pieces, and then this team's viable next year. But uh, with 21 hours left in voting, and the votes uh, have poured in, 920 plus votes as I sit here and hit refresh 920 plus votes um it is uh to keep Rodgers or trade Rodgers 76% say trade him 24% say keep him but uh, like I've said pass it around to your friends I'd love to get a really good you know cuz like like I said we're only an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes into this thing and uh, 920 votes have been cast so keep them coming and we'd love to hear from you, you know. Um, this one's uh, from Bill who says, above average quarterbacks don't take you anywhere. Pete says, I'm fine with uh, Rodgers being gone. People worry too much about things like it was back in the 80s. The time had horrible people running things. I do see the Packers doing the right thing. If we get rid of them, the next quarterback draft class looks good. We just need above average quarterbacks and a great defense. Um Tell me, uh, well, you could probably say Brock Purdy, but you don't know, you really don't know what his career is going to be. But right now, there's not an above average quarterback uh, just running a team. There's a lot of really good superstar caliber quarterbacks running their teams that are in the Final Four right now Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. You wouldn't call any of them just above average, right? I, I, that's legit when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 
Bingy says, Bach, Jenkins, Jones, Jair, Gary Rogers, nobody else played good. Some are good. That's an argument. Just because players can improve doesn't mean they are good right now. It takes a lot more than one year to be a good player, so I can't give you all of those other players to go along with players that are going to be good. Which is true. You know, think about this. If now, now pause for a minute, okay? Think about it if, if Christian Watson comes out and has this breakout season next year. And, you know, I mean, Romeo Dobbs becomes a, a good pass catcher. You know, he's a good number two. You have another wide out, a veteran you can bring in, and you draft a really high-end pass-catching tight end. That changes things dramatically offensively, doesn't it? I think it does. So we could sit here and say the offensive line's pretty solid coming back. You need some depth, obviously, but it's pretty solid coming back. Doesn't it change things? Doesn't it change the outlook? Especially getting, you know, like I said, Rashawn Gary and company back, Stokes back. I mean, really, the only guy I think that probably isn't going to come back would be Adrian Amos. Unless he works out a deal to come back. But your your team's pretty much the same then. The only difference would be, again, the ability of the quarterback to buy in and the coaching. That's it. 877-867-1670. Bill says, I agree with you, uh, but Purdy is in the NFC Championship on a team with a loaded roster. Not saying Love couldn't get us there, but the rosters aren't comparable. No, I agree with that. I mean, first of all, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got George Kittle, uh, you've got a decent run game. So those three guys alone are are pretty solid. But we don't know what Purdy's going to be. Does Purdy turn out to be the next Tom Brady? You know? That, that's the question. Does Purdy turn out to be that guy? Where he was just this diamond in the rough that fell, and he fell into a great system, and he just becomes this spectacular quarterback that has an unbelievable first year and just falls into the position of, of being able to run this team. And Benny says, you can't even answer this question about trading a Rodgers away without understanding what it is you're getting in return. I don't think you're getting as much as you think you are. Uh, Not for a guy that's not sure if he's going to play beyond next year. You know? I just, I I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I know people would like to, put it this way, if Rodgers is worth two number twos, then why are you not keeping him? When you think about it. You don't want him because you don't believe he can take you there, but you want two number twos for or two number ones for him. You know? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. 877-867-1670. Um the uh Watcher 22 says that the problem is you're still hand, handcuffing the salary cap for years by keeping him. That's you you're you're selling your soul to the devil. You're selling your soul to the devil. It sound, it, what it sounds to me like is that had they won this year and been winning, say they're sitting here on an NFC Championship weekend, 
people would be much more willing to say, let's try it one more time. But because they got bounced and they didn't even make it to the postseason, people are like, ah, he's done. It's washed up. Move on. Move on. We see salary cap jail coming. We don't want to be a part of it. Which, uh, okay, that's that's legit. I can understand that. I can see that. You've got you've got something there. You got something there. Um, our friends over there at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee reminding you they've got uh, some karaoke and such coming in the weekend, and great uh, great food, great drinks, a terrific staff, fun place to to be. As a matter of fact, right down there on the lake on Pewaukee Lake, looks like the cold is finally going to start seeping in as well. So it's not far away from freezing up the ice and getting out there, doing a little ice fishing, and then going over to the Sunset Grill, grabbing a bite to eat, grabbing a couple of beverages, heading back out on the docks, walking back out to your shanty, do a little more ice fishing, you're good to go. Check out our friends at Sunset Grill Pewaukee. That is Sunset Grill Pewaukee, and tell them we sent you. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. NFL teams preparing for the conference championship games. The Eagles will host the 49ers, kick off at 2 p.m. Sunday from Philadelphia, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals at Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, on dealing with a high ankle sprain, suffered in the first half of their win over the Jaguars. Doctors telling Mahomes in the blue injury tent he needed to be x-rayed. Um, I told him I would do it at halftime. For a while, I thought I could play through it, and then he said, I'm not putting you back in, so you might as well go get the x-ray, and then if it's if it's negative or whatever, I'll put you back in. So I ran back there, got the x-ray, and was able to play, uh, finish the game. Backup Chad Henney took over for 13 plays, leading Kansas City on a 98-yard drive and a touchdown. It's obviously all weapons that we have, and staying prepared each and every moment. I think uh, you just stay ready. And when your number's called, you just go in there and do what you did in practice in the meeting rooms, and you just take it to the game. She said Coach Andy Reid on how Henny performed. First of all, Chad did a nice job getting the ball out on time, and, and the O-line did a nice job. The run game, Pacheco had the long run. You know, the guys, the guys love Chad, and they, they play for him. So it was, a, it was a great deal. Reed says he thinks Mahomes will be able to play on Sunday. The Jaguars made it close, but were eliminated by the Chiefs 27-20. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence. We'll be back. I'm, I'm confident in that. This is more the beginning than it is the end of something. So we got a taste of it. And, I mean, the guys are already hungry to get this opportunity again. Head coach Doug Peterson. From the beginning of the season to today, our expectation is to be in these games every year you know this was a good good first year for all of us that's jaguars head coach doug peterson i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show you got to hit it bang it rock it put it in the pocket hit it bang it rock it put it in the pocket welcome back good to have you hey if you're on the bound and you're in the uh, lacrosse area Check our friends out at Buzzard Billy's, big supporter of the program and one of the uh, fine sponsors that take us out to, to Super Bowl and some of the other on-site broadcasts, which are going to kick back in here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, it's like our summer is going to start to sooner rather than later. So we're looking forward to it. But getting back out to lacrosse, it's a place I want to definitely hit. And I get upstairs to the Starlight Lounge, enjoy some beverages. So if you're out and about, tell them we sent you over there at Buzzard Billy's in the Starlight Lounge. Love that place. Love it. 87... Excuse me, 877-867-1670, Jason says, uh, I want Aaron Rodgers to say nothing on the Pat McAfee show about coming back. I just want him to talk about what he's up to, what he's doing, what he's thinking, 
leave the media alone, leave football alone, just talk about himself. I don't care. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brett says, did you see what Skip Bayless tweeted, uh, trade Rodgers for Dak? Two things. One, uh, no, um, but uh, Dak Prescott's never going to win you a Super Bowl. Never going to win you a Super Bowl. I've said that for years. Dak Prescott doesn't have it in him. He's just not that good. He's never been that good. He got, he was the best thing available at the time, and uh, so he got the contract. That was it, but he's never been that good. I know Cowboy fans get all over me and bitch and yell and moan, and I, I'm like, every year the proof is in the pudding. He's just never been that good. So, sorry ain't happening. <laughs> ain't happening. You know, it goes back to, remember when the Packers drafted Nick Perry? And then it came up that, you know, all these linebackers, all these defensive ends, these these outside backers, because they wanted him to be a DN, but they wanted him to be a stand-up and this and that. And then Nick Perry came in the market. It was coming up for free agency. And there's like, there's no way you're going to re-sign Nick Perry. But he was the best guy available in free agency. So they re-signed him to some stupid contract. That's what Dak did. Only difference is Dak plays quarterback. Dak is the Nick Perry of football. Dak was the best available. They didn't want to lose him. There was nobody else on the horizon. So you live with what you know rather than going out and spending a ton of money on an unknown. And just like kind of Rodgers had it all over on the Packers, but Rodgers at least had success. Dak didn't have that kind of success. He showed potential, but no. Uh, then Jerry took a liking to him, and one of the biggest mistakes Jerry ever made was signing Dak to that big contract. That was it, because Dax never lived up to the billing. Never. He was the Nick Perry of quarterbacks. Remember, Bill, it was because Romo got hurt there, I think, yeah. in the preseason. Right. He broke his ankle, which then yep. screwed two things. It screwed the Cowboys, because they haven't won, and America right. has also faced the backlash, because we have to listen to Romo call games. Yep. There you go. Well, I see. I don't mind Romo calling games. I will say this, though. He has gotten, like, off his game. He just, like, waxes just out of the box. And some of the things he says, I'm like, wait a minute. You, you wait, what? You know, when he's talking to Jim Nance. And then the other day when Jim Nance throws it to him, he's like, so what do you think, Tony? And Tony can't even talk because he, he just ate a lozenge or something. Like, what the hell are you eating? Are you picked now to start eating when you know you're going to your stand-up? So Romo's really good at calling... The, what What is the game and what's to come and looking at formations and all that stuff. But he's like fall. He's like regressed rather than progressed. We got three down, one to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.